Hello, hello. This is DJ Ditch Bitch. Welcome to season three of Crushing. I'm really excited to do a lot of inner work this season and talk about artists and writers and musicians that inspire me and explore different themes like attachment styles and erotic blueprints. So the original premise of this show is using crushes as a lens for self-discovery, which is why I'm going to start every episode this season with just some life updates. Um, And you're going to get to hear me try to discern meaning from my life and my own crushes and different encounters that I've had recently. So I'm going to start off on a positive note. So interestingly, I was actually cast um, in this promotional TikTok video thing for a dating app called Dating on Snack, which is basically like a mesh between Tinder and TikTok, uh, the application itself. Um, but the app advertises itself in the form of TikToks. Sorry, this is pretty confusing. Um, and the way that they do that is by releasing like a series of TikToks that mimic a dating show between um, one person who stays the same and then like a rotating cast. So I was cast in the promotional video set of promotional videos as a member of the rotating cast. Um, and what's super fun is that I actually made it really far. So I got to the last round. So I got to ask and answer a lot of questions, which with this like pretty famous TikToker, I actually didn't know who he was, um, until I think my sister told me. So yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I went to create music group in Hollywood to shoot the thing. And it was such a weird experience because I like... I don't know, like, I didn't really comprehend what it was like to, like, experience Hollywood up close and personal uh, until I was there. And just, like, seeing the other women there was, like, really impactful to me. Like, they just, like, were honestly, like, really thin. And it seemed like meeting male beauty standards was, like, a big thing that, like, ran in that circle. So I was just, like, making lots of of observations about my surroundings. And it kind of got me thinking like, oh, like is LA the place where I want to live my life and raise my children? Because I don't know if I identify with that plasticity, um, like people say LA's plastic and those beauty standards. Um, Whereas, you know, in Brooklyn, I kind of just like feel more free to just like let my body be as it is. And I even notice that like when I'm in Brooklyn as opposed to in LA, I like am more lenient on myself. Um, So that was just like an interesting observation and just like a really cool experience in general. So um, the premise of the promotional video like had to do with Valentine's Day since that's coming up. Um, And I love Valentine's Day, but I've never had a Valentine. Anyways, um, so yeah, we, I like got to like um, pose like different, Yeah, so I got to ask different questions, um, and one of the questions I asked was, what do you think of Taylor Swift? And, like, I had to, like, pose a question that was, like, based on the sound of my voice, do you find me attractive? Which was kind of ridiculous, but it made for a good conversation, and it was honestly a really good time and, like, a good experience for me and my platform. So, yeah. Oh, long ago, sad and 
You just heard Seven Wonders by Fleetwood Mac. I'm literally obsessed with Stevie Nicks. Like, I want to have her exact style, please. There's a poster of her above my bed. She's my queen. I'm obsessed with her. I also just, like, really like the idea that, um, like, after her and her partner broke up, the guy who was in the band, like, they still continued to make music together. And, like, this really amazing album, Rumors, came out of that. Which is to say that, like, after heartbreak and, like, a lot of loss, I think there's a lot of opportunity for creativity, which is something that I like to remind myself of. So I actually feel like that is a good segue into my life updates part two. So in the live radio show season of this radio show slash podcast now, um, I was, like, talking about this dude, Cowboy who I'd like being, been in a little bit of a thing with for a little bit over a month. And honestly, that was like the longest period of time that I have ever been like really monogamous with one person. Um, and it was a huge, huge learning opportunity for me. It ended up not working out. Um, the timing of the ending was really bad because it was in the middle of finals week, but I feel like it's honestly for the best. After being with him, I think I kind of had a glimmer of what it might be like to be with somebody that I really, really like and like really want to spend time with. Um, like somebody that somebody that's more than someone I'm like just having casual sex with. So I realized that like I do want a relationship and, you know, I was thinking for a while, especially since like honestly graduating high school that like casual sex was gonna work for me um but now I'm kind of realizing that it's not because I feel like I'm literally sharing energy with people who don't care about me or have feelings for me um and it's it was like it's been emotionally wearing me down and I feel like I'm finally admitting that to myself um and you know I am one of those people that like tends to make these black and white statements like I'm not having sex with anyone who doesn't care about me anymore, right? But I think there's like a gray area there where it's like, okay, I recognize that I do want to move towards a relationship. So like, how can I honor my intention in my everyday choices rather than like forcing myself into this category of, oh, like I'm just looking for monogamy. And, you know, just like also like creating a boundary too of like, this person has to care about me, like not, oh, this person has to be in love with me because I think like for the person that I am, um, that would be really overzealous. So I think that's just like a really interesting point of observation that like I've made about myself. Um, just like a big moment of self-growth for me. So shout out to Cowboy for helping me realize that like I actually want something bigger and like I deserve a love that's like amazing and I'm excited for when it comes so that's that's cool sorry to be like super mushy but you know um it can be fun sometimes so the second thing I wanted to touch on is to circle back to that aspect of creativity that I was talking about so I think that getting creative is like literally the best coping mechanism for me at least um when I'm feeling upset so you know like post finals I was like pretty ups- bummed that things had ended with cowboy and honestly for me it was just like the fact that it wasn't what I thought it would be like I felt like there was so much potential there like so much potential for me to like actually feel love because that's like what I'm like desperate to find and honestly I feel like I've been desperate to find it for my entire life and so 
it was the fact that my expectations were not lived up to. That was the worst part of it. Um, so that said, I feel like over winter break, I really just put myself like into my creative space and I was trying to push myself to do different things. Like I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to make some TikToks, which actually like ended up helping me secure that opportunity of like being in the promotional video. So follow your creativity. Like it's going to lead you somewhere. Like we are doing things. We're taking these little steps, whether we know it or not towards our end goals. So, um, I feel like really glad that I went to that place. Um, but also, you know, for me, that creativity is writing, it's journaling, it's playing guitar. Um, it's brainstorming these episodes. Um, all of these things are a good way for me to like rechannel hurt feelings and purposelessness and loneliness and like make art because art is how humans connect with each other right so I feel like that's also just like an interesting observation about society right now because if you think about it we're like in the midst of this global pandemic but the things that we can always turn to when our emotional psyche is in turmoil or like if the world is in turmoil as it always is is like culture and art and like other humans who make meaningful things that we can relate to. So I feel like that is really comforting to me. And I hope that other people can take comfort in that. And I also want to talk a little bit more about like slowly taking steps towards your purpose and your passion. So I said that, you know, over winter break, I was making these TikToks and then that kind of allowed me to even like have a shot at being in that promotional video because when they asked, you know, do you have a TikTok presence? I could be like, yeah, I do. I mean, it's not really that significant, but I do have a presence then because I was just like kind of interested in exploring it over winter break. Um, so I feel like a good like way to understand what I mean is like, if you think about a job interview, right? So I think that if somebody is interviewing you for a job, People are going to remember you if you are the person who's passionate about what they love as opposed to someone who's taking all of these rigid steps to be a part of like the corporate machine because they feel like they have to. Like I feel like being genuine and just doing what you love and like if what you love just like happens to be aligned with like the path, you know, of like a typical university student, like fine, then do that. But what I think that is really important is when you're passionate about something, other people hear that passion and they feel that passion and they don't forget it. So I think it's important to like stick to the things that are important to you and stay grounded in that. So before we hop into today's episode theme, which is going to be erotic blueprints, um, I just want to play another song for you guys.
you just heard Certainty by Big Thief. I love Big Thief so much. I feel like their music is really haunting and beautiful and they're one of my favorite bands. So yay, Big Thief. Go Big Thief. Woo. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That was kind of dumb. Um, all right. So let's, let's hop into this erotic blueprint stuff, right? Let's get into today's episode. So over quarantine, uh, while I was getting creative, I was also sitting on my butt watching a shit ton of TV. So I got really into the different, um, series on Netflix. And one of those series was the Goop series on sex, love, and relationships. And I think can't remember what episode is. I think it's like three or four, but they talk a lot about erotic blueprints in this episode. And I think these are really fascinating because they turn traditional sexual scripts that we have ingrained as a society in our heads um, on its head completely. And it's totally fascinating. And it honestly made me rethink sex completely. So there are five different erotic blueprints. Um, but before I go into the different categories, I'm just going to provide a definition by the woman who coined the term. So this lovely woman named Jaya, who's a somatic sexologist and educator, comes on the Goop show and Basically, she explains that erotic blueprints are just a way to conceptualize what turns you on the most. Um, and it's really just interesting to think about how, you know, every single human being gets turned on in a different way. And as a society, we kind of assume that people just get turned on by nakedness and other things that we normally associate with sex because that is something that is so, so prevalent in our sexual scripts, um, at least in the U.S. So it's interesting to think about sex and turn-ons in a different way. So like I said, um, Jaya breaks these different turn-ons turn down into five categories. So the first is sexual, and that's, you know, what we as a society think of as things that turn people on. The second is sensual. The third is energetic. The fourth is kinky. And the fifth is shapeshifter, which basically means that your blueprint kind of encompasses the all of the other four. So I guess the benefit, you know, of having a sexual erotic blueprint is one that it fits into our society's understanding of what should turn you on. But two, you know, if you find yourself in a sexual situation, um, like you're going to be turned on by the situation. So um, you like would be able to go from zero to 60 really quickly um, and it's really straightforward. So that's, um, definitely a benefit of having a sexual blueprint. Um, so I think the second one I mentioned is sensual. So sensual is really interesting. So it's someone who's turned on by all of their senses being ignited. So it could be taste, it could be smell and setting is really important to them and the really interesting thing about um, people with that sensual blueprint is that 
they can have a full body orgasm. Um, and it's not always like focused on the genitals, which is like literally insane. Like that'd be awesome. Um, and yeah, it's just, I just think that's really cool. So that's sensual. And then the third type that I mentioned is energetic. So that's somebody who's really turned on by anticipation. So longing, yearning, tease. And the way that they describe this um, on the Goop website, I think it's really interesting. So for somebody who's energetic, it's about like the buildup, right? So for them, um, they're feeling everything before there is any physical touch, like before a kiss even happens. Um, so it's, it's like, it doesn't really take much to turn them on. Um, so it's like very special. So I think that's super cool too. And then the kinky type. So this isn't like just, you know, what we think of as kinky, I guess, like, like classic things like choking and handcuffs and all that stuff. Um, by kinky, um, all is, all that's meant by the word is just taboo. So, you know, it could be anything that kind of like feels like, oh, we shouldn't be doing this kind of turns the person on. Um, and of course, like there are different types, like it could be about like power dynamics at play that feel taboo, or it could be about like different sensations that feel taboo. Um, it's just like about what's taboo to the individual. So it could really be anything. So I just thought that was like an interesting way to sort of reconceptualize what we think of as a kink in our society because the like term kinky gets a really bad rap. But if we actually understand what it is definitionally, I think it's really helpful. And I think that like we can all learn from it. So the last one that I mentioned is a shapeshifter type. So you know, you're turned on by the sensual, you're turned on by, by the sexual, you're turned on by the kinky and the energetic. And I think, you know, the really cool thing about being a shapeshifter is like, you can meet the blueprint of your partner, right? So like, if you're in a sexual situation, and like your partner is a sensual person, like you can get there with them, or if they're sexual, you can get there with them. If they're kinky, you can get there with them. So I think like, that's like a really, like, really interesting tool to have um yeah so before we like dive more into like what erotic blueprints mean like for couples and people who are in relationships and for like understanding yourself better in general I want to take a break and listen to another song this is small talk by Briston Maroney um yeah small talk it's all about well the person who's singing this song is not all about the anticipation and tease but I can imagine that for somebody you know who is an energetic type it is about the in anticipation and tease um so here it goes <laughs> And halfway home, you caught me at the station, struck me up with quiet conversation. It'd been months since you had set me free. Filled me in on your newfound meditation, the quiet lies. Help your dedication to dreams that you loved more than you loved me. I do not want to be cold to you You left me no choice again But girl, you better act your age Or you're gonna find yourself alone someday Stand 
you just heard Small Talk by Briston Maroney. Uh, what a good one. Love some indie music. Yeah, so just to like talk a little bit more about the significance of these blueprints. So basically, they're just a tool, right? They're just a way for people to um, understand themselves sexually um, so that they can like fulfill their individual needs. Um, and I think that the reason why there are like a lot of people and who are like sexually unsatisfied is because they don't have the tools to be honest with themselves about what they want sexually. And so you're automatically going to be setting yourself up for failure in a sexual situation if you haven't like done the work of considering what you like and what you don't like and what turns you on and what you what doesn't turn you on and hopefully um like via like learning about erotic blueprints we can all understand that like the things that turn us on don't have to be the things that society is telling us have to turn us on um there's definitely a lot of gray area there so you know, I think one way that's like helpful to think about this is like in the context of like a couple that's been together for like years and years and years. Like we're talking like 30 years, like they've been married for a really long time, for example, right? So a lot of times, you know, people who've been seeing each other for that long, the sex um, and like, you know, people talk about how like the fire of the relationship dies. And I think that erotic blueprints can help us prevent the fire of relationships dying, right? Because I think oftentimes, like, when partners aren't meeting each other's needs, it's because they're not really, like, A, in touch with their own needs, but B, like, not understanding how to meet, like, the exact desires of the partner because they're, like, not being expressed to each other. Um, so I think, like, with these erotic blueprints, you know, you can be like, okay, well, my partner is sensual, right? So, like, they're going to be like, real, like setting's going to be really important to them. So if they're just like standing and doing the dishes and I'm like, oh, like, do you want to like go like, come on, like, let's, let's go like, like, let's go hook up. Like, come on, come on. And then, you know, they're not being responsive that then, you know, that that fight is now nixed because it's like, oh, wait, like that, it doesn't turn them on to like, just be like abruptly like tr um courted to like have sex with them right like it's like no they need more build up but like you know for someone who's sexual they're gonna feel like they can go to zero to 60 quickly and like want it to happen spur of the moment so I just like think that's really interesting and it's a good tool for couples and it's a good tool for anyone just to like understand who they are sexually better and not feel limited by what society tells us we have to be um so yeah, I'm all about those erotic blueprints. I think they're totally fascinating and I want to learn more. I'm into it. Um, so for me, like on a personal level, right, I feel like since I'm only 20 years old, I'm obviously learning more and more about like what I like sexually all the time. I feel like every single day I'm learning something new about myself. Um in all facets of life. Um, but I guess like one thing that's been a theme for me is really focusing on um, romantic interests and sexual interests and that being, you know, in the forefront of my thoughts all the time. 
And I think, you know, that has a lot to do with my tendencies as a person. Um, one of those things being my anxious attachment style that I'm really, I just don't have the ability to conceptualize that I'm going to end up in a secure relationship with somebody because I always anticipate that they're leaving. Um, so that's one thing that I really struggle with, which is why, you know, I'm always thinking about relationships and pursuing other people. But another thing that I really struggle with is my desire to control everything. And I think that that really pervades my quest to find a significant other is that I I like try to control the situation. And I think, you know, one way that I have done that in the past is by using dating apps as like a sort of game. Um in order to like get that attention and feel like I can be in control of the people that I'm seeing and they're not entirely in my life. They're just like these virtual faces who can show up in real life if I allow them to, but you know, they have like this reserved space to them. Um, And I think it's also control in the sense that like, because I am on dating apps, I'm actively seeking out a significant other. Um, And so I just like make it a sort of like hobby almost. And that helps me feel more in control of it. It's like kind of like doing my homework. Like that's a way that I maintain control of it. Um, So I think, you know, it's been like really hard for me to surrender to the fact that I cannot control how anybody else feels about me and I can't control whether or not a relationship is going to work out. And I think that was a huge thing for me that was really disappointing about um, my whole like sneaky link fall situation was that I was so certain that I would be able to control the fate of, you know, my relationship with this person. Like one, like, oh, like I'm gonna, you know, make it so that we get to this end exclusive relationship. And like, if it doesn't work out, like I want to be the one who ends it. Um, But then like, upon reflection, it's like, well, one, like there are two people who are part of that relationship. So like, I can't be creating all the action. Like I can't be solely responsible for the fate of that relationship. Um, but B, it's like, you can't force love. Like you can't force somebody to have feelings for you. And I think, you know, for me, it's like those control issues coming up against the anxious attachment style 24 seven, because my anxious attachment style is telling me, make this work. Like you don't know when you're going to get the chance to be with another person. And my (laughs) like you have this needs to work like he's gonna leave you and then my control issues are like get on top of it like you can do x y and z you can play x y and z games to get somebody to fall in love with you um and like there's that's like my type a personality coming through and like approaching relationships like they're like some kind of like essay or like academic thing like a test um, that I'm studying for. So that's completely ridiculous. Um, but it's really hard to unlearn. So, um, you know, 
I want to set the intention of like kind of surrendering to my surroundings more and not being so headstrong and set on making things happen. Like I want to allow life to happen to me instead of making life happen all the time. Um, And the way I plan to do this is by getting creative. We talked about this in the beginning of the episode. So I've spoken a little bit um, on the live radio show about how, you know, I've realized that I'm really passionate about writing. So one way I plan on getting creative is um, posting more on my personal blog. And I'm also in a personal essay writing this class this quarter, which I'm super excited about because by the end of it, I'm going to have like 10 personal essays that I'll be able to publish. And I'm also exploring like expanding, you know, crushing to um, a written form, whether that be a blog post or an advice column situation. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And I'm also just trying to like move my body, but like move it in different ways. So like I can go on a walk, I can run, I can go to a yoga class, I can go surfing, I can do a HIIT workout um, because movement always makes me feel way less anxious. So that's a really positive thing going on for me. Okay, this is literally so funny. So like I'm talking to you, right, about how much like I'm just focusing on myself, but then like I get a text from a man from a dating app on my phone and I literally can't even focus. Like, there you go. That's literally classic me. I'm always like writing things off and then like something exciting happens and I'm like, just kidding. Like, anyways, that's just so funny. Like, so classic. Um. All right, so... Yeah, like we're talking about like setting intention, right? So the idea here though is that like I'm not perfect. Obviously, like there are going to be moments where like I'm going to be fixating on guys and I'm going to be trying to control things in my life, but I just want to do a better job at controlling things, I guess, that are like healthy to control Um, more so than like unhealthy. Like it's like, oh, I can like make myself my favorite dinner and I can treat myself to salt and straw ice cream and like I can go surfing and I can focus on my writing. And those are the things that I can can control and they're like more positive to control than trying to like force people to love me and like make dating like this like this game and this thing that like is so elusive and like impossible for me to win at that like continues to frustrate me. Um, so that said, uh, I want to listen to some more music. Um, this is like a fun kind of like breakup song. Uh, this is kiss me when I'm
dead by car. You just heard Kiss Me When I'm Dead by Carr. This song is so fun. Um, I love it. Yeah, so Surrendering to the Moment, Erotic Blueprints, Life Updates, all the good stuff. Um, I want to introduce a little a little new segment um, to Crushing, which is just going to be a segment where I highlight um, a different, like, content maker, whether that be an artist or a musician or a writer that I'm super stoked on. Um, so without further ado, the first person I want to highlight is um, TikToker Eli Rollo. I think she's really cool and she is such an inspiration to me um, for a couple of reasons. So, I mean, the first is that, you know, she... Um, went to journalism school and like, you know, wants to be a writer as do I and like wants to make content. And I guess like when I happened upon her content for like the second time over winter break, you know, the first time I became familiar with her was when she was making those snack jars as the jar, like those really big ones that she would shake up um, in the original quarantine. But, you know, then when I was like on my TikTok kick, I like circled back to her and I just think like the content that she's making is really cool because she's approaching journalism like via TikTok right like she's talking about popular culture she's making a feminist critique of popular culture um on her TikTok platform so it just really inspired me and made me realize that like journalism is happening from like a 360 perspective nowadays it's happening via podcast it's happening via tiktok it's happening via twitter even um and it's happening via instagram and it's not just happening on a traditional news platform so that just made me excited and it kind of like got the creative wheels turning for me and i think that one of her mantras uh that really stuck with this, me is this idea of honoring your life as opposed to romanticizing your life. So for someone like me, who's a perfectionist and wants to control everything, the idea of romanticizing my life kind of puts a lot of pressure on me to like be really happy every day and seize every single moment when I know that because I'm a human being, that's not actually realistic for me, right? So instead, I her idea is that honoring your life is a better way to approach it. And the reason why is because Honoring your life is about constantly checking in with yourself in the moment and like assessing your state and like what your needs are and how you're going to meet those needs. Um, and one way of thinking about this is like in like the college situation, especially is like via like my social battery, right? So um, some of my roommates have like more of a social battery than I do. Some of them have less of a social battery than I do. Um, regardless, like my social battery is my own and it fluctuates and I'm somebody who like needs alone time, but I also need time with people. And so, you know, like if all of my friends are going out, I'm going to feel this intense pressure to also go out. But then if I go back to that mantra of like honoring my life, um, I can like remind myself that like, wait a second, like if I'm tired, like I can actually just like stay home and rest. I don't have to like live up to this romantic version of college that is so pushed forward 
in the narratives, like in movies and TV, like that's just not real life. Like college is actually really hard and it's not just like fun and games all the time. And I think like the dumb thing is that people are like college is the best four years of your life. Like if college is the best four years of your life, that's really shitty because then like the prospect of thinking like, oh, what happens after that? Like I have to like enjoy college for what it is because like the rest of my life is not going to be as great. But it's like, no, I would argue that your life probably just gets better the older you get because the better you know yourself. Um, so it's not worth putting this intense pressure on myself, you know, like for to like perform for like a night out if I just can't be there because of my mental state. And so I think that idea of honoring your life really rings true there. Um, and I think like another thing that she does that's really fun is like her little rules lists, right? Because like for somebody like me who wants to control things, it can be fun to almost like turn that on its head and like lean into that like right like I I like to think of it as like okay like my controlling tendencies are a part of self and I know that that can like lead to like really bad things when I try to control love and relationships and like I'm too hard on myself to like adhere to a rigid schedule but it can also be a, a trait of mine that's really positive you know because I can like be really productive and I can manage my time well. And like Eli Rallo does, like she creates rules to manage her time. Like, I just think that's really interesting. So I just want to highlight her and her platform. Um, and I'm planning on like writing a little thing about her. So look out for that. Um, so that should be super cool. And we're just going to start to wrap things up for the day. I do have one more song for you all to listen to on this episode. This is an old one um, that I think has been like, <laughs> funnily enough, um, like it's like resurged as a TikTok sound. Um, so this is Meet Me Halfway by the Black Eyed Peas. Ooh, I can't go any further than this. I spend my time just thinking, thinking, thinking about you Every single day guess I'm really missing, missing you And all those things we used to, used to, used to, used to do Hey girl, what's up? It used to, used to be just me and you I spend my time just thinking, thinking, thinking about you Every single day guess I'm really missing, missing you And all those things we used to, used to, used to do Hey girl, what's up? Yo? What's up? What's up? What's up? Girl, I want, I, I, I want you right now I travel a town, town, 
travel downtown Wanna have you around, round Like every single day I love you always, wait I'll meet you halfway So you just heard Meet Me Halfway by the Black Eyed Peas. They rock. That's such a throwback. I totally love that song. Um, so happy to introduce that segment about people that inspire me. Um, I think I'm looking forward to that. That should be really exciting. Another thing that I'm looking forward to, I think I mentioned this when I was talking about getting creative, um, is about like introducing a writing segment to this. So I think that 
you know, I want Crushing to come out with a weekly blog post that is adjacent to each episode that kind of sums up the episode's themes. So for this episode, I'm going to come up with like a little write-up that has to do with erotic blueprints and maybe, I don't know, it'd be cool to like come out with like a little quiz or at least just like a quick little article so that people can figure out what their erotic blueprints are. I think that should be really exciting. Um, But another medium that I want to explore this crushing idea through is like advice. Um, And I'm thinking about doing that either through my personal Instagram, the UCLA radio Instagram or the crushing Instagram. So, you know, if people have questions or comments in relation to sex, love, relationships, crushes, um, and just like inner work and, you know, the inner psyche. I'd love to answer those questions. I find this kind of stuff to be totally fascinating. And, um, I'm always interested in learning about more tools that help me understand myself better. So, If anyone has any ideas about how to best implement that, please let me know. Also, be on the lookout for me in the promotional TikToks for dating on snack. It should be super exciting. I literally have no idea what I'm going to look or sound like on camera because I've never done something like that before. I felt completely inexperienced, but I enjoyed myself so much, which is to say that like you don't have to be good at something to enjoy it. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just like looking ahead for this week, I, I've got some surfing in store. I've got some networking calls in store. I've got some, hopefully I've got some dates planned. I don't know. I feel like guys just like keep on flaking on me. And I always say this, but it's like the date has, is not happening until it's already happened because dating apps are completely unreliable. And oh yeah, I didn't mention this, but it's like, I felt like you know, I definitely want to like be less controlling in my dating life, but I have had to lean back on dating apps just because, um, I want to like lay low for just a little bit longer while we're doing online school and like try not to really go out to bars, um, and like go to like huge, huge parties because the thing for me is like, I just like don't want to get sick and I don't want to have to quarantine. And the situation is just like really complicated, especially if I'm like living with four other people and one of us gets sick it could just be super frustrating and also it'd be like really hard for me mentally too because a lot of the things that I love to do that like give me that release from like my anxious tendencies are yoga and they are surfing and it is like going out and like getting that cup of coffee and um if I wasn't able to do that it would be like a huge huge bummer for me so um that's just one thing that I've been keeping in mind But yeah, I'm like really excited about just kind of like expanding crushing further. And I'd love, love, love to do advice submissions. Um, And also like, I'm definitely planning on having some guests on too. I have reached out to a couple TikTokers myself, so I'd love to have them on. Um, It could be really cool to also just like have some guy friends on um, just to like hear that male voice because I think besides my dad, all the guests that I had on first season 
were women and they were like older women. So I think it could be cool a to like have like a younger demographic because like a big sister advice, I feel like is a big target audience for this show. So just like getting to have girls on that I surf with in Montauk who are like, you know, just like three to four years younger than me. I think it could be really fun. And I also think it could be really fun to examine the male psyche and like what's going on culturally with um, men in dating because I think there's like a really interesting perspective to be had there um yeah so hopefully I'll be able to do that and reach out to some different people that I know if you're listening and you're a dude and you want to be on the show please reach out to me I would absolutely love to have you on. Um, So yeah, there's like a bunch of exciting stuff in store for the quarter. Um, I'm getting the hang of this software. So, you know, sound quality is going to get better as things go. Um, I hope that the rest of your week is totally, totally lovely. Um, This has been a really fun first episode. Um, be on the lookout for some more info about erotic blueprints. This is DJ Ditch Bitch, and this has been a great episode. Now, let's get back to that UCLA radio content. Um, that's a wrap on Crushing Season 3, Episode 1. Take care, guys. Have a great weekend.